such a vibe, isn't it? Welcome to another week of Obviously Good. Whether it is the opening of a new restaurant or a crowd culinary favourite, this is a podcast for everyday foodies by everyday foodies. We are eating honest food and dishing up honest reviews for you every Tuesday. Hello, our beautiful foodie friends. You are joined, as always, with myself, Bok Choy B, Sesame Libby. <laughs> Hi, guys. And Chicken Breast Bella. What? Savage. <laughs> oh. So good this week, B. The pressure is real every week to give you guys a freshing and unique intro. Well, you're the one who like self-appointed herself as the <laughs> Yeah, I stupidly like I stupidly came up with this section. Got too creative. And, <laughs> yeah, heavy regret. You've made yourself a bed, babe. You gotta lie in it. Yeah. Anyway, how were your weeks, guys? <laughs> Bella jumps us along quite quickly. <laughs> yeah. Look, doesn't mine- sound very interesting either. <laughs> how was your week? Mm. Sorry. Well, mine was Pretty good. Um, I'm going to say pretty damn, damn good. Mm. I went up to Orange, beautiful rural northwest New South Wales, beautiful town. Yeah, Orange always, yeah. like, in my mind. Where are you? Yeah. It is a bit confusing, isn't it? You go through the mountains or over the mountains on the other side. It is. It's yeah. just, exactly. Just past Bathurst, so on the other side of the, the Blue Mountains. How cold was it? Icy. Oh, my gosh. Icy. Yeah, it must have been. We stopped on the way um, up in Blackheath, so basically on the top of the Blue Mountains, to get a coffee and a you know, a poached egg roll, actually. It was quite delicious. Ooh, uh, <laughs> and I was holding the coffees, waiting for the egg sandwich, and my hands were literally shaking. I couldn't hold them still because it was two degrees. Oh. And it was like 10.30, two degrees at 10.30. But That's icy. There's something so, like, endearing about, you know, the cold, like going to the mountains. And- yeah, I agree. I agree. It was beautiful, clear sky, and the when the weather's so crisp, you just feel like, oh, there's something – invigorating yeah. or something like that i agree i back you i did a little bit of traveling as well nice I went to berry and got i ate so much pastry holy shit <laughs> <laughs> so good i just want to say i'm not going to use this as a feature or fail or anything i'm just going to shout it out now yep that bloody donut van i feel like it is so overrated the famous berry donuts totally iconic not great not well like i mean it reminds me of Donut King. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nothing to write home about, is there? I can't say that I've had them, or at least in my, you know, recent memory. But I'm not a donut person necessarily, unless they're seriously hot off the, you know, hot off the oil, mm. or they've shoved with something good like Nutella. <laughs> I yeah. think it's one of those things where like they've become their own worst enemy, where they've created this cult following of something that maybe it's just a good donut, but now it's become bigger than Ben-Hur. You know, whenever someone says, I'm going to Barry, the next line is, better go to the donut van. Yeah. You know? And then you have people like Bella who are... Who gets there and is like, what's all the fuss about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually loved it. I think it's such a cute little town. But didn't like the donuts. Didn't like the donut. Interesting. Anyway. B, what did you get up to this weekend? Oh, I actually stayed in Sydney. I didn't escape to the country like you do. <laughs> um, I had my sister's 30th birthday family celebrations. I feel like her Ooh. celebrations have been going on They for have months. been going on yeah. for so long, but I think when you turn 30, that's the deal and no complaints here. Had a beautiful picnic down at our Caraba Point. Heaven. Did anyone – any was it catered? Did anyone do any sandwiches? What was uh, the story? I did a lot of sandwiches. Oh, possibly some of your sandwiches. too many. Maybe 40. Chicken sandwiches? Uh, chicken and then curried egg. Oh, yeah. Retro. Curried so egg rich. is a big favourite in my family. I do it for many occasions. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. I can't wait for some of those curried yeah, eggs. Yeah, I'm excited. So good. We're holding you to this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, B. where did we get to this week? This week, we found ourselves... In the unassuming Uncle Ming's, brainchild of Justin Best. 
So Uncle Ming's is a swish cocktail bar and late night dumpling house hidden amongst the hustle and bustle of Sydney's York Street. Down a flight of stairs and through a bamboo curtain, you enter what can only be described as a sensory experience. Dark red lighting, incense and paper lanterns transport you to another setting entirely. Once your eyes adjust and you've managed to find your table, a menu of exotic cocktails and delicious dumplings awaits. Oh, that Ooh, was beautiful. Yeah. Do we I feel like my, we were there? I felt myself yeah. walking through those, what are the bamboo curtains? When you're walking down those stairs, you've got a suit shop on each It <laughs> is so random. I seriously, okay, if anyone battles with maps, it is so confusing. <laughs> I was walking around, I was on time or early for once. She was five minutes early. We were, B and I were not even there yet. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot find this Uncle Ming's. It is like, hidden yeah it's one of those things so the first time you go google maps is not going to take you where it is no um you need to know where it is which is tricky yeah we know someone who knows someone yeah exactly and i'm standing outside and i hear this b b i'm like what the hell and i turn around bella's on the other side of the road she's like i thought it was in here it was like an abandoned building i was like it's not in there yeah so a quick trick for young players that it's under, you have to basically head towards what the Philippine, what is it? Philippine Airlines. Yeah, Philippine Airlines sign. And then you'll see the bouncer standing outside and that's how you know. Also look, as I said, for the sh- suit shop with the glaring lights. <laughs> like yeah. Really fluorescent, horrible lighting. It is such a random vibe. So essentially um, what it was, Uncle Ming's originally, was this abandoned basement, I think from the suit shop that was just full of mannequins and boxes. Creepy. Random. And like Justin Best and his team were like, can we... Take like this, this creepy mannequin And they were shop. like, sure. Yeah. Can I have the creepy mannequin shop? You may have the creepy mannequin shop. Random. Okay, nice. Yeah. So random. Also, when you walk in, there is that bit of like, it's a strange vibe because of, as you, as B mentioned in the intro, the red light. Bella and I were a bit scat. We thought we were in sort of like a strip clubby. Brothel. Yeah, brothel. That was the right word. It's a bit strange. Yeah, if you haven't been to the red light district, then it's kind of the same. Yeah. But it's not. I mean, it's not, but it is. Definitely similar vibes, but and in all the fun ways possible. Am I right in saying your eyes adjusting? Because you go in from yes. the street, particularly if you're coming in out of daylight, and you go in and it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't see anything for the first few seconds. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's that dark. Like, and I always just think what the carpet would be like. Oh, let's Ooh, not think about that too much. Like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing that was a bit strange was the menu. Yeah. Okay, so basically you get there and is this just COVID times? Yeah, I think it is just COVID. Right, okay. So basically you take a picture of the scan, kind of like you do every time you check into the a QR place. code, basically, yeah. And then you get access to the menu via PDF form kind of thing. It's so weird though, because we're all there, like obviously social, we were having drinks, so on and so forth, and you're there and you look like you're staring at your phone. Like I know it's a COVID thing. But... Yeah, it. I, I was almost going to say I kind of enjoy it because trying to look at those menus in that light is quite difficult. <laughs> That's true. true. Like is actually, like, I've been there once before and I was like, this is a vibe of a place. I can't see anything. Fair yeah, enough. Okay. So okay, okay, I didn't mind okay, it. Okay, fair. Okay. But it does take a bit of that sort of um, romanticness that's probably the wrong word, but out of it because you're glitching. Because there's a lot of phone screens lighting up. But while we're actually talking about the COVID thing, I have to say that Uncle Ming's is one of the venues, one of the only venues maybe I've been to during COVID that has actually had like very stringent COVID restrictions. Totally agree. They were sanitizing before we came in. We had a table number before we came in. All the wait staff were wearing masks. Yep. We had the QR codes. There were no menus to touch. We weren't allowed to go to the bar. Oh, and... 
we had to be out in 90 minutes, which, <laughs> which I'm sure not. we'll get to. But like, yeah. and they were 90 minutes on the dot. We had a half an hour and a 10 minute warning to leave. Uh, no, I completely agree with you. Compared to all the places we've been to lately, they were definitely the most stringent we've seen. Yeah, which is good. Agree completely. Speaking of stringent or not so, the menu. <laughs> well, I suppose you're right in saying that because the actual food part of the menu, and as B mentioned, it's got a huge array of cocktails that we'll get to, but the, the food part of the menu was quite short. It's very limited. Yeah, sometimes you just need, you know, a simple, you don't want to overcomplicate it. If you're a bit like me and you get a bit overwhelmed with too many options, it's pretty good. But I suppose in your cases. Yeah, I just thought that there was going to be, I think when it says it's a, you know, dumpling and cocktail restaurant, I, I'm assuming there's going to be more variety. But there's probably four options for the dumplings and then there's a handful of other mismatched sort of things. I was a bit like, oh, okay, this is like, we're getting dumplings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I think something to note is it is predominantly a cocktail bar. Mm. So that is what they've always started as. And they obviously have food because you know, probably RSA, but, but in, in saying that, I don't know if I agree with you because when we were looking around for places to go, we were looking at these underground type places. So there's several out there throughout Sydney city and lots of them, they start with the drinks menu. So that's the headline. This place said on Google dumpling and cocktail bar. So interesting. It, it said okay. dumplings in the, in the, in the name, whereas lots of the other ones are, you know, whiskey bar or, Right. you know whatever it is so i was expecting a bit more well do Fair. you think okay but do you think it's one of those things where because like everything that i was reading up in my research for this was that justin best started this or oh, uncle mings was quite um had a had a major role in small bars in sydney it was one of the first ones and the whole chinese element actually has nothing to do with they don't have chinese heritage it was just a fun theme and they knew they had to do something unique do you think it has become known as this dumpling bar because it's so random to have cocktails and dumplings that the dumpling element has taken over the fact that what Justin originally intended was for it to be a cocktail bar because the cocktail menu is five times longer than the food menu. Right. So okay. people are going here thinking, oh, there's a really cool dumpling bar in the city when really it was intended to be a really cool cocktail bar in the city. I did not know that. I didn't know that the owners weren't Chinese because – Yeah, they've got no, – they literally – there's a quote where he's like – we're labelled as a Chinese bar. It's got nothing to do with that. We just wanted to make something fun and people to have a good time. That's interesting. really interesting because I, I mean, and I think it'll all come out when we talk about the food, but I, I wonder about that because the... Wasn't authentic? It doesn't feel authentic. And I don't know if that's culturally appropriate. To I was actually red just hot. I was like, can you, is that fine to do <laughs> yeah i mean look we're Obviously. not really right people to comment on this sort of thing but it is no. an interesting thing to sort of like just highlight like a bit of a okay let's think about that well yeah it's an interesting thing to go i've got no affiliation to this culture but it's going to be interesting and different so i'm going to use that yeah yeah okay all right i guess it is a form of cultural appropriation yeah <laughs> not sure not sure how we sit with that i suppose that brings us to the food so we obviously got dumplings as per. So we started with pork dumplings and then we also got prawn and scallop. Totally different varieties. Pork were more of that traditional sort of half moon shape, quite thick, doughy wrapper. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yep, and that then makes the sense. and then the prawn and scallop was the, the clear wrapper with the very like gelatinous inside and texture. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that word. Really? Now, my thoughts on it, and I'd love to hear what you two think, is a bit disappointing. Really? But were you going there thinking it would be authentic Chinese dumplings? I was. And yeah. I think I'm someone who grew up on eating a lot of dumplings throughout my childhood. So it's sort of 
reasons to stand that I would expect a high quality. I just felt like they were just good. Like they were. I thought they were yummy, but that being said, I'm not a dumpling connoisseur. It's not something yeah, okay. I eat a lot. Yeah. Um, I did dip it in a lot of the sauce. Yeah, I think maybe it was all the sauces. It is interesting. Also, it's super not traditional in that way. It comes out with um, three different sauces all in the one plate. You'll see that on our Instagram. And one is soy, obviously, and then there's like a hot sauce. I think it was sriracha, that sort of mm, flavor. Yeah. And then it had sesame. Sesame. So Which was that, such a vibe. I yes, loved that. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you both, but, but it's not traditional. No, but that's Well, no, fine. but this isn't a traditional dumpling house. Right. Okay. This is where I got So lost. I think Comprende. this is where, like, Whoa. we have to re... Yeah, comprende. I think this is where we have to reshift our mindset. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you're right. And now I'm going to have to probably adjust some of my thinking that I've already done prior to the podcast. But I was... I just thought that the wrapper on the pork was just a bit too thick so I just it's just not what I'm used to at all and obviously I was hungry so it was yummy but I've had way better no and I mean I didn't I didn't mind it because I'm not a pork eater as we all very much know so I was happy with that ratio of dough to pork because I was like oh I'm not I'm not tasting too much of the pork so I'm okay with it yeah I loved the dough part I you know, I'm not actually, I don't even think I'm a fan of pork. <laughs> well, revelations on the podcast. She just likes all food though. So she just doesn't mind. Yeah. Pork. Yeah. You've just been I'll like hanging me out to dry, leaving a lamb out to slaughter. I'm taking the pork hate when really <laughs> you're actually in my field anyway. But no. So I thought like for me, I was quite happy. I wish we actually got more dumplings to be honest. Well, absolutely. I suppose we need to also quickly address the prawn and scallop one. B didn't touch it. No, I can't speak to that one. Yes. So as I said, this one was more the gelatinous texture. I liked it a lot, but I was not wowed. Well, I really liked it. (laughs) Dumplings are just like, you know, that thing. I've referred to something else like this, but I'm going to do dumplings as well. I don't really think you can go wrong. I just think you can. And I think that this was an example of going wrong. Oh, I just think that they they were yummy, but they were yummy. And they're exactly that sort of stodgy thing that you buy in the supermarket. They're good. Yeah. But they're not great. And great dumplings, uh, like, I don't know. Also, she's going to cry about these No, I just also feel like there's this thing of, like, we only got four in the container for 12 bucks. Like, that is not good value. Yeah, no. Obviously, there's not a part of the section I'm going to talk about it, but it's just all the whole experience was a bit like, that's a bit strange to me. Anyway, I feel like I'm getting too bogged down in this. Let's talk about the spring rolls that we also got. I mean, I'm a sucker from a veggie spring roll. Yeah, you do love spring rolls. I mean... Also, let's not overcomplicate it. It's a vegetable spring roll. But it was quite fried. Too fried? Yeah. No, quite oily. Okay. Yeah, okay. Did you not find that? Like, quite oily. I'm not a spring roll connoisseur, so. (laughs) (laughs) I am a spring roll connoisseur. Absolutely. I just definitely did the dousting in the sauce. Yeah. the right word? Dousting in the sauce and just ate it pretty much in one. So I didn't really notice it. Again, I don't know. Like, I would happily eat a spring roll out of a frozen kit from Woolworths or yeah. in that venue. I don't know. No, no Similar different. vibes? Yeah, similar vibes. No different. But also great vibes. Like nothing wrong with those vibes. Like the more that we discuss this food, the more I think that you're supposed to be in there pretty hammered <laughs> and eating it late at night. That's all I can No, think. I agree. I agree. I mean, the saving grace for me was the edamame. Mm. That sprinkle of thick salt on the top and just like popping those green beans. Right, yeah. Nothing it's like It's a it. fun dish to eat. Yeah. yeah, And for a second, I forgot how to eat it. And I was eating the whole edamame. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I used and then to do was that like, wait the a second, these little, these little bits are popping out. <laughs> the insides, which you're meant to eat. 
good test for someone to see if they're cultured or not. Yeah, yeah. because oh, yeah, do, can you eat nettles? Because <laughs> they do look like also a bean. Yes, absolutely. That's what I mean. I was like, oh, I remember these chucked in my mouth. I do not remember these. <laughs> How do I eat really this? chewy skin? No, so you only eat the bean inside the pea pod. Yes, correct, correct. You probably actually could have eaten these whole because they were so soft. Yeah, and I mean the salt on the outside always gets me nice fresh sea salt heaven. Weird thought. Snow peas and a mummy cousins. Um, well, they're the same yeah. family. Are they? They're, they're probably sister and brother. Why don't we eat the beans out of snow peas? We do. We eat the whole thing. But we eat the whole thing. We don't eat softer I mean, guys, skin. I think we can't get down the genealogy of beans. Okay, here. I, I thought we were going to review beans. Each week, Livy will tell us, set it straight. We're not here to review this. No, I just think that we, none of us are scientists, and they're obviously all in the same family. Edamame is basically soybeans, so like. Of course, they're part of the same family. Duh. But anyway. Whoa, I feel bean shamed. I guess that brings us to the star of the entire venue, really, and what we were there for, which is the cocktails. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. We feeling, we feeling that chat now? Yeah, I'm feeling the chat. I'm just going to quickly preface mine by saying that I am not a cocktail girl. Yeah, you said that last week, which honestly, I, you know, I still can't sleep at night thinking about that. <laughs> so what cocktail did you get, non-cocktail drinker? I got Melon Dramatic. So obviously by name, it's got watermelon in it. It had limoncello. Gin was the, the major spirit. And then it had some lime, lemon and lime and bits like that. It was it was delicious. It was in a super tall glass. I had a nice sprig of mint popping out. Loving it because that's my style of cocktail. Definitely fresh and fruity. But I just think that 21 bucks is just... I think that I just worry too much about the price of things that I can never sit in the moment and be like, this is good for what it is. Well, yeah. $21 is expensive and, again, it is small. They're small. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah they are small. small but the cocktails were more expensive than the food, and I know we'll get to that. Yeah. But they were, which generally when you go to a restaurant, the food's more expensive than the cocktails. True. And $21, it just is expensive. So, I don't know. That's how I felt about mine. Belle, what did you get? So, I got the don't let a good man go home. No, wait. <laughs> no, don't let him go home. Get him in your Uber. <laughs> Don't let a good man go. And it oh, has... Haven't we let some good men go? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn. White rum, house-made yogurt syrup, mango and lime. And I wanted to, because you did at Marble the white yogurt thing. Yeah, but did you not listen to my review on the podcast, which yeah. was I didn't rate it? I know. And it was and I'm a glad, weird yogurt drink. I'm glad that I didn't listen to you because I quite liked mine. <laughs> so you were saying rogue. it was like a bit pina colada-y. Exactly. Yum. So I was quite happy. So thanks. Keep your advice. To, to myself. Okay. <laughs> Everyone listening, don't listen to me. Okay. I got nothing compares to Yuzu. Ooh. And you said it to the waitress and she was like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, why do I always have these weird like interactions with the wait staff? They love you. They do. Also, those names are just designed to have those conversations every time someone says it. I bet you they get it all the time. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so mine was Tankery Gin, Pear Liqueur, Liquor 43. Don't Ooh. know about that. Yuzu and Prosecco. And it weirdly looked like exactly the same as my drink at Marble, but just didn't taste <laughs> Tiny, like yogurt. Tiny, small glass. <laughs> yeah, what's with you and the small ones? I mean, I was really happy. Mine was the cheapest of the three, $19. <laughs> um, and I am a sucker for a cocktail. Yep. Yes, you are. You like, absolutely are. rain, hail or shine, I'll be drinking a cocktail. And you I, loved it? Can I just get that out of you? Loved it. Oh, okay, it was good. quite pungent. Did you not tell from her? I know, but I, I feel like she loves all kinds of cocktails. I just love liquor, so <laughs> that's my problem. Um, speaking of, you know, we had a cocktail. We thought, oh, I've got half an hour left on the clock. Um, let's order some wine. We actually didn't yeah. know we had half an hour at that stage. We thought we still had an we hour. We did think we had more, hence why we ordered a bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah. 
which we then had to um, down amazing race drink. It's like we were at Pre's or something and had to. It was bloody stressful, Uber was there. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was remembering the horror of. I was. I did selfishly pour you guys bigger glasses than my own because I'd already been drinking all day, and I was. I was getting mine down, and I was watching you guys not getting yours down. And then the lady came around and said ten minutes, and you guys were like, oh crap <laughs> and like so sculling red wine there's something that like takes quite a classy drink into something just yeah. a whole different experience yeah and then you know our booking was so early and we've just you know we've basically just sculled an entire bottle of wine you come out and you're like i can't go home yeah like what am i gonna do at home do we tell the listeners where we ended up oh i mean it's a bit embarrassing I think we leave that to their imagination. <laughs> Just think, what is near Uncle Ming's and is slightly shameful? <laughs> you or may go there. there with a work colleague. Think watering hole. <laughs> All right. We're enough, closing that. Enough. I think that brings us to order off the menu. Now, this is the part of the podcast where we decide for you guys whether it's worth a visit or not. Bella. Hey, mate or day? Mate, hear me out. I feel like if you're there on a date, it would be too loud. I couldn't hear you guys. Yeah, see, it wouldn't work unless you were sitting like the way Libby and I were sitting next next to each other. I did actually feel Caressing. like I was on your date. Yes, <laughs> you were. I was. Didn't you see us hook up at the end? <laughs> I turned a blind eye. I was ten. We had ten minutes. I was out of there. Yeah, I was True, good. You missed. I it. was good. Um, but anyway, okay. I think I am changing my mind. If you go there with someone that's like fun and funky, then sure. Like you can shimmy to each other. Yeah. 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 And like have a fun time. But if it's actually someone that you want to actually hear about and get to know, (laughs) then I probably wouldn't go there for a date. So I'm going to actually stick to mate. Stick to mate. I love that. And I, I really think it, like that rating. And I think it's an after work sort of spot as well. So you go with some of your work colleagues. You don't really care about their life story. Yeah. You know, perfect. Ooh, yeah. Sorry I do about mine. Just you don't about yours. Is what I, I, I love my work colleagues. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on my work colleagues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually ran into her work colleague in the place. <laughs> yeah, we actually did. We ran into my work colleague in Uncle Ming. So Libby, you're correct. <laughs> That's what's happening. Couldn't be more right. All right, B. Who's your basic? Oh, I was actually, I was getting the bus here thinking about this Mm -hmm. and it is a hard rating, but I'm going to say basic. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's basic food. The cocktails are expensive, but that's kind of the only thing that you're going for. It is a fun vibe, but it's not like a super fancy vibe. You could like, you could wear trackies and probably no one would see. Except the bounce might not let you in. The bouncer might not let He's, you He in. was quite strict. Don't know if like normal bouncer or COVID times bouncer. I know. He had a mask on. It felt very official. Yes, very <laughs> official. But basic. That is my, I'm going to stick with basic. Nice. Nice. Libby, dollars for dishes. And I feel like you might have come on a journey to here. <laughs> I know. And I'm worried that everyone already knows what I'm going to say because I clearly was not impressed. I think it's for me that I eat so many dumplings and obviously I'm looking at the food component now for me it's hard to rate the cocktails because everywhere you go cocktails cost 20 bucks they do so that's part of the reason as I said why I don't necessarily adore them and I don't think I can add that into my ranking I think that if you're going for a cocktail you'll be happy they're the price of a cocktail (laughs) you get what you're expecting yeah true the food however Whilst we didn't spend very much on food, we actually spent all our money on the cocktails. The food itself, for what we got, we got four tiny dishes. It's quite expensive. I can go to, you know, Chinese noodle house and get 
12 dumplings for the same price and they're way better. Wow, okay. Yeah, and even I was reading a review of the place and they said they're no Din Tai Fung and I completely agree. The dumplings just aren't at that level. So I think in terms of all that, I'm going to have to give it a 2.5 out of 5. Okay. I, I, it's low, but I don't disagree. Um, I don't think I can disagree either. All right. I think what we need to end this note on is it's a really fun vibe. It's it's a cocktail drinking vibe. I absolutely. Not, if you're going there for a meal, that's the wrong place. And, I and think, reviews online even said, eat before you go. And I think that that's really, really what I need to hammer home is my value for money rating tonight was only on the food. So take that with what you will. The cocktails and the atmosphere, 10 out of 10. Great. Yeah. Fun. And super, like, definitely an interesting place to either go with your mates or your dates. doesn't matter. You know? No, yeah. But, I would, like, I would say go there for, like, pre-drinks and have a cocktail and then go somewhere else for dinner. Or late night. They're open pretty late. Run in there for late night drinks. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Just completely agree. Don't go there expecting to roll out full. I think that completely sums it up. Now it's time for Food Features and Fails, which is the part of the podcast where we discuss a food feature or a food fail from our weeks. Libby, bring us in. All right, I'm going to bring you in on a really high note. So as you heard, I went to Orange this weekend and um, I went to Philip Shaw Winery. Never heard of it. Never heard of it either. Well, it's delicious, delicious wine. And obviously, you know, I can give you all the technicality around it being altitude wine, cold climate, so on. But really, just delicious. Now, I'm really featuring the whole experience. Because it's COVID, you have to book the um, the, the vineyards. As you guys mentioned, when you went to um, Mudgy, you can't just rock up. You have to book. So we booked a table with wine tasting and matching cheese. Oh, or, well, it was matching cheese and meats and nuts and bits. Charcuterie. So good. And like they give you so many different tastes. And he was such a nice guy. We had a gentleman called Nick who was super friendly, came around, topped us up with different types, anything we wanted to try. Jack and I ended up walking away with a dozen. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. So that's my little feature of the week. If you see Philip Shaw wine in Dan Murphy's, give it a try this week. Okay. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah, me too. All right, guys. Well, Bella, food feature or fail? Guys, I'm really excited about this because as soon as I had it, I was like, this is going to be my feature. <laughs> oh, so it was like, I, yeah, it was like a moment I where think, you knew. I think I fell in love with the cake, if that's even possible. It's possible. I'm in love with the cake. cake. <laughs> mm. Too much, too mm. much. Mm. Anyway, so as I was saying, I went to Berry for the weekend. And the one thing that I was like, this has to be my feature, a lemon cake from the Berry Tea Shop. And if you are driving through, you have to stop and you have to try it. And you can get a tea to go with it. I got a lemon and ginger just because I was feeling a little bit, you know. Sorry for yourself. Sorry for myself. Is that the um, picture you posted on the Insta? Correct, it is. It looked very good. It was so good, guys. So, Bella, you have to work out what's in this cake so I can make it for you. If it's been your dream. I know. How do I... Do I like message them or ring them or something? <laughs> no, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> They're like Tell a secret secrets. recipe. Sorry. Oh, well, Belle, that's so good. Little lemon delicious cake. Yum. Yum. Beatrice, feature or fail for us this week? I was actually going to do a fail. And then I remembered that I went to Queen Chow for my sister's birthday. Or should I say that my sister and my other sister, there's a lot of sisters, took our sister to Queen Chow <laughs> for her 30th birthday as a present. 
Um, there are two Queen Chows. We went to the one in Manly. Heaven. Um, nice. It's a Maryville venue, Chinese, um, delicious food. Now the dumplings in comparison. The dumplings in comparison are amazing because I'm pretty sure the waiter was telling us that the guy that does the dumplings has been doing them for about 10 years. Wow. It's the same right. guy. Yeah. And yeah, look, I don't want to say that I couldn't tell the difference because that you'd cry, Libby, but maybe I can't, but I'm sure you would. <laughs> but no, they were beautiful. But I wanted to feature them because the service was amazing. Wow. Yeah, so, you were raving about that. When oh, you my gosh. Like, I still need to ring them up and just thank the man that served us because basically yeah. they gave us complimentary champagne because it was my sister's birthday. They then – we order our food, yay, yay, yay. And then towards the end, out of the corner of my eye, I see him coming with two desserts and a candle – also on the house. Oh, so yeah. sweet. That and is so generous. And I love it. Even at the yeah. end when we're like, can you take photos of us? He took us outside and got photos of us in front of the sign and did like a full <laughs> on like photo sesh. Oh. Photo shoot. It was just like customer service to the max. There is nothing more that the Thompson girls love than free champagne <laughs> oh. and a photo shoot. <laughs> no, exactly. That you guys are coming. Someone sent in a tip. <laughs> I love when you ask someone to take a photo and they go above and beyond and go, oh, and you know what? Let's, let's get the water behind as well. Yeah, yeah. Let's this change angle, the oh, shots. Yeah, change the fa- lighting on your face yeah. and that. Yeah, That's someone stunning. who cares. Anyway, so Queen Chow's amazing. You definitely have to go. I think we should go. All right. Putting yep. it out there. That brings us to the end of the podcast, our beautiful foodie listeners. If you have enjoyed what's in your ears, please leave a rating, leave a review, and make sure you tell a friend about our podcast. And while you're doing that, make sure you jump into our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. That's obviously good on Facebook. And if you want to see pics from today's episode or any other episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Obviously Good Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye.